0: Welcome to Grace Life Church Podcast. If you would like any more information about us, please visit our website, gracelife.com.au. Well, good morning. I I knew that Pastor Josh was going to um, ask us about our gifts, so I brought mine. This is my Christmas gift and in fact God knew that I was going to be so excited about this Christmas gift that I actually got it two weeks ago because we did our kind of family get together a, a couple of weeks ago and we do a secret Santa so everybody gets a gift and um, this ended up in my lap finally after, you know, shaking dice and you've got to send your gift to two people that way and one this way and then they can take your gift and so it all got muddled up and I ended up with this. And um, who'd like to guess what's in in my gift? Frankincense. Frankincense. Close. Close. (laughs) Perfume. Hmm. Could be. Of course, I know, don't know, so I'm cheating. Candle? Okay. Gary, can you come here for a sec, please? Would you just lift, not the lid, just the whole gift, and tell me what you think it might be? No, Ali, it's okay, pretty, It's pretty heavy. It's pretty heavy, isn't it? Do you want to see? Yeah, I do. Oh! <laughs> 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 uh, Ali, you, I have no idea. <laughs> Very clever. Now, I did have to ask G- Gary, because Gary is my inspiration, and, um, y- you know, when I thought, you know, what would I like for Christmas? I thought, this is what I need. And there's actually two of them, so I won't be lopsided, okay? There's two of those in there. Now, some of you on seeing my gift might not have been so excited. You might not have thought, I'm glad she got it and not me. Um, as it was, I was actually, really, I was actually very excited. Um, and, um, but, you know, the same gift doesn't mean the same thing to everybody. And we would get that. Um, and the response to this gift, so, you know, when it finally ended up in my lap, I could either receive it and accept it and actually be very grateful for it, um, which I am. Um, Or I could reject it. And I might reject it for a few different reasons, just because I just don't want it. Like who would ever think of giving me that? As it was, I coerced my son to buy this as his secret Santa. Not knowing who would end up with it, but I didn't think many people would want it and I might be able to, like, do a trade later if I didn't get it. But it ended up in my lap. I just think, God, it's so good. Um, anyway, so, you know, somebody just might not want it. Like, I just don't want it. Or they might like something better. You know, and I know as adults, you know, we, we don't do that, do we? We don't covet somebody else's gift. We see them open theirs and we think, oh, I wish I'd got that. But, of course, our face doesn't show that. Kids are different. Kids are different, you know, if you've got a lineup of kids and they open their gifts and they see something that one of the others opened that they wanted, it is all on, it is out there, there is no hiding it, um, that they liked what somebody else had better. Or it's not what you thought it would be, you know, it wasn't a candle, it wasn't perfume, um, it wasn't frankincense, it was dumbbells. Um, and sometimes because it's not what we think it is, we might reject it. You know, we understand that um, you know, dumbbells aren't everybody's taste or fit your activity or your interests. But what about the gift of life? What about the gift of eternal life? Would it make sense to reject the gift that would bring forgiveness of sins and restoration of relationship uh, with our Father, our Father God who created us? You know, what are we remembering and what are we celebrating at Christmas? Yesterday we celebrated one of my granddaughter's birthdays. She was three. She is a Christmas Eve baby. And her second name is Eva, um, surprisingly. And, um, you know, we celebrate the day of her birth because of who she is now. Not just because, of, you know, Dad put up the, the um, baby photos all the way through from you know, birth to three years old, and we remembered, but we actually celebrated who she is. We celebrate who she is because of who she is now, and is, is that how we approach Christmas? Is that how we approach Christmas? Are we celebrating Jesus today because of who Jesus is to me now, today? Or is it the historical, Baby in a manger. But how did people respond historically uh, to this gift of Jesus, to God come in the flesh, given to a world that is already dead in its sin? He was given so that he could offer restored life in Christ. You know, the first person on earth to know about the gift of Jesus was his mother Mary. What was her response? We see in Luke chapter 1 and verses 46 and 47, it says, Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. Her response to the gift was rejoicing. What about the next people that knew? Well, the next people? Not sure if they're people. But anyway, the next response we see is actually the angels. They shared the news of Jesus' birth with the local shepherds, and what was their response? In Luke chapter 2, verses 6 to 14, it says, And while they were there in Bethlehem, the time came for her, Mary's baby, to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep, Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. The angels rejoiced at the news, at bringing the news that the Savior was born into the world. So what about the shepherds? They got the news, what did they do with it? They were the first people, besides his parents, to actually see the baby. In Luke chapter 2, and verses 15 to 20, it says, When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said about this child. All who heard the, angel's story, the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard. It was just as the angel had told them. So the response of the shepherds was to rejoice, was to glorify and praise God, that what God had said was what he had done. There was another group that came to see this child. They came seeking the new king. They traveled a long distance and at considerable expense to meet Jesus. And it was the wise men. In Matthew chapter two and verses one to 12, we read, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is the newborn King of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. They knew he wasn't any ordinary King of the Jews. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and religious, uh, le- teachers of religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said. "For this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. And then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way. And the star they'd seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. They opened their treasure uh, their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Another group of people who their response to the news, to seeing this child, was great joy and rejoicing. It'd be nice if that was the overall response, and everybody had that response. But not everybody did rejoice. In fact, in that scripture that we've just read, we read that Herod and all of Jerusalem were not happy chappies. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. Oh, why? Well, firstly, he knew that this wasn't just a king of the Jews. This was Messiah, and This personally threatened Herod. He was threatened by the presence of Jesus. He was threatened by uh, the thought of being deposed, of losing his position, of the status quo changing. Um, And he didn't want things to change. And even though Herod knew the scriptures about the Messiah, he liked what he had better. He didn't want his life to change. And so Herod and many in Jerusalem, and particularly the religious leaders, rejected the true king of kings who'd come into the world. In Luke chapter two and verses 34 and 35, we read about Simeon. And Simeon blessed Mary and Joseph, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, this child, and this was Jesus, is destined to cause many in Israel to fall And many others to rise he has been sent as a sign from God but many will oppose him many will oppose him you know Jesus wasn't the Messiah that they thought he was going to be he wouldn't he didn't come to overthrow the earthly rulers of the day the Romans he came to bring the opportunity to enter into the life of the kingdom of God how did he do that by making a way through his death on the cross for our sins that have separated us from God to be forgiven and by his resurrection making a way for us to become children of God by the work of his spirit and this brings the transformation from within a transformation of our lives from within the kingdom of God being outworked within us first and then through us and some welcome this as good news But others opposed that good news because it wasn't what they thought it was going to be. It wasn't what they expected. And they rejected Jesus, the one in whom eternal life resides. There was another group of people, the people that I guess we would have hoped if anybody was going to see him for who he was and, and accept him, it would be his family and those who grew up with him. But it was that very thing that caused them to turn away. In Luke chapter 4 and verses 24 to 28, it says, "But I tell you the truth, this is Jesus speaking. No prophet is accepted in his own hometown. Certainly, there were many needy widows in Israel in Elijah's time, when the heavens were closed for three and a half years and a severe famine devastated the land." Yet Elijah wasn't sent to any of them. He was sent instead to a foreigner, a widow of Zarephath in the land of Sidon. And many in Israel had leprosy in the time of the prophet Elisha, but the only one healed was Naaman, a Syrian. When they heard this, the people in the synagogue were furious. The people where Jesus grew up and who thought they knew him were offended by what he had to say. Who did he think he was speaking to them like that and they wanted to silence him and to kill him but scripture tells us his time wasn't yet but they didn't want him and they rejected the gift now I've often wondered how did God view this rejection and just over the past few weeks I've been sitting with the Lord over something that he quickened to me from Acts I'm going to share it with us from Acts chapter 13 verses 46 to 48 then Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly and declared it was necessary that we first preach the Word of God to you Jews but since you have rejected it and judged yourselves unworthy of eternal life we will offer it to the Gentiles for the Lord gave us this command when he said I have made you a light to the Gentiles to bring salvation to the farthest corners of the earth when the Gentiles heard this they were very glad and thanked the Lord for his message and all who were chosen for eternal life became believers you know John said a similar thing in John chapter 1 verses 10 to 13 says Jesus came into the very world he created but the world didn't recognise him. He came to his own people and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. You know, the greatest gift the gift that we celebrate on Christmas Day, the gift of Jesus caused great rejoicing from many, but not from all. But, you know, we're among the recipients. It really saddens my heart to think that it was because the Jews rejected him and scripture says, and judge themselves unworthy of eternal life. Is that what our response is about? We sang in a Christmas carol you know, that Jesus came and the soul felt its worth. That's meant something new to me this year. The soul felt its worth. You know, the very fact that our Father sent his only Son tells us the value, the worth that he puts on us, that he puts on everybody. So what is our response to the gift of Jesus? You know, we celebrate his birth in recognition of what our Father God has planned for the restoration of any who will believe in his son, Jesus. And salvation has been made available to all, every one of us here this morning. My prayer would be that we're not going to be like the Jews and disqualify ourselves by considering ourselves unworthy of the gift of Jesus. Because he didn't. He didn't. So maybe with Mary and the angels and the shepherds and the wise men, And the early Gentile believers, will you rejoice in the gift of Jesus Christ today, the Son of God, Emmanuel, God with us, Saviour, Prince of Peace, Word made flesh, Exalted One? What will you do with the gift of Jesus today? John says in Jesus is life, and that life is the light of men.